Hello and welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. My name is Zach Shaphorst and with me is Vinny Tadero. And we've got a lot to talk about on this episode. Um, we got Trey Lance, which I talked a little bit about on my brief show on Monday. And since then, we have the final cuts and some interesting choices. Definitely some guys that I did not expect to stay and others that I did not expect to get cut and some of the players we've cut have already signed on other teams so we'll uh we'll break all that down um but yeah let's start out with Trey Lance a uh, a trade that I again did not see coming what what are your let's start with your thoughts Vinny um nobody you? saw it yeah nobody saw the trade coming yeah the only thing that you know you can point to as a uh, you know something that should have not surprised us is the fact that they had said that they wanted to take a quarterback in this draft, and as we know, they didn't. Sure, um, sure. So they they um, they traded away for a guy. I have no idea why San Francisco drafted him number three overall. <laughs> um, I, Miami completely fleeced them. Yeah, yeah, that's looking like one of the worst trades in yes. modern NFL history, at, at least it's yeah. like a draft specific trade and like who they got relative to who Miami got. It's yep. ridiculous. And this is a guy who's been around, this is his third year, I believe in the league. Yep. And he's still considered raw and he still mm-hmm. couldn't do any better than being the number three quarterback behind Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold of all people. Right. So, at first, I was kind of excited about this trade because I thought, oh, well, Trey Lance, he was drafted high, and, you know, we need a I, – I've, I've been saying we need a better backup quarterback yeah, than Cooper Yeah, that, that's Rush why I thought too. of you because you've been yeah. on that. Yeah, and um, we do obviously – you know, I was happy at first because I said, okay, we've, we've, we've at least addressed backup quarterback. We've got somebody who's, who's better than Cooper Rush, and physically – talent. Talent-wise, he is. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he's got the measurables. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's you know six four, two twenty-five. Mm-hmm. He's got the speed. He's got the arm strength. But they say that he lacks accuracy and the ability mm-hmm. to read pre-snap. Um, those are huge problems for quarterback. One, the first criteria I use for a receiver when evaluating them coming out of college is: did they get separation? Yeah. Um, the first thing I do for a quarterback is, are they accurate? Now, apparently, he's not so accurate. He did win a couple games with San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. You probably looked at his his grades and all of that. Yeah. But from, you know, what I read, um, he is still raw three years into the league. Couldn't, mm-hmm. like I said, couldn't get past the number three job in San Francisco. And, you know, even Downs is saying he's developmental. So... Yeah. Um, I think we gave up too much for him. I don't think he was worth a fourth round pick, but at the same time, I'm willing, I'm willing to give him a shot because he does have the, you know, he does have the measurables. Uh, we did need another quarterback and I don't think it's out of the question. He could come out, come out and, and be more effective this year than Cooper Rush. Um, even though Cooper Rush has more experience playing in the NFL than he does, mm-hmm. um, you know he's got more talent and he can run, which can right. make up for a lot, as we've seen. Yeah. He can run, 
Um, and he's going to be in a quarterback-friendly offense. Mm-hmm. And I hope that they can salvage this kid's career. Um, I'm not counting on it. He's not. Yeah. It was up to me. I would pick a quarterback, a quarterback who is more established. But if you it's can develop him, you've got to steal. And, you know, you've really got something there because he can at least be your backup quarterback. And maybe if he does live up to his potential, that team saw in him that year that he came out, you could have a replacement for Dak Prescott. But I am not, you know, I I don't, this isn't the way you build a Super Bowl roster. Yeah. So when, when it initially happened, my immediate thought, and I had heard, I will say I did not at all think of Trey Lance to Dallas, but when it was announced that he was the third string quarterback for San Francisco, I did start thinking, what would a what would a trade look like? I think I was watching one of these shows and they were talking about, and I thought, oh, some, some dumb team's going to offer a third rounder for him. So my immediate thought was, I hope we didn't we give give a third rounder because that would be way too much. I thought a fourth rounder would be about right, and anything better than a fourth rounder, we we got a really good value. So it came in right around where I'm like, okay, I'd give it like a B grade. Here's the thing: Trey Lance had between college and NFL has thrown 310 passes, like half of an NFL season. <laughs> So you, you don't know what you have in him. Now, one thing that I'll be curious to see is that is whether we play him immediately in certain packages. Like if we want to put him on like a goal line package or third and short. Yeah, maybe not. The, the, I still remember when he was coming out, PFF, one of their guys comped him to Taysom Hill, but with a, with a real arm. <laughs> And I think that's pretty accurate. He's he's got a like all the arm talent in the world, but like you said, he's he's raw developmentally. One thing I will say is I heard this kind of in passing from a 49ers fan who said that Kyle Shanahan doesn't like to develop quarterbacks, which at first I was like, that that doesn't seem right. But the more I think about it, and listening to this podcast called The Play Callers, which talks, which focuses a lot on Kyle Shanahan, you hear a lot of his interviews, it actually kind of tracks because he is so good of a coach that he can make just about any quarterback perform well immediately. He's done it with guys like Nick Mullins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy. So with a guy like Trey Lance, who... Yeah, he's played. He's played basically three full games. Played poorly in two, well in one, and then he got hurt. This preseason, he played terribly in the first game. He played better in the second. So like, total mixed bag as far as like actual performance. But like, uh-huh. far from That's a what happens when they're raw. Right, right. Far from like a slam dunk like Brock Purdy was. He Brock Purdy played at least good in every single, at least decent in every single game. Oh, it was a um, miracle. Right, right. And and that's what Kyle Shanahan, I think, is used to. He got that out of Jimmy Garoppolo, who I don't think is a great quarterback. So no. 
I can kind of see that, and my hope, and, and Trey Lance coming out, he was a project. He was this boomer bust type of pick. Oh. Everyone knew that from the get-go. So that type, you know, every quarterback's different, but that type of quarterback typically will need a few years to develop. And if he wasn't really getting developed, if, if Kyle Shanahan kind of expected him to just hit the ground running and and you know, his offense cure all the ails of Trey Lance, then maybe there's, maybe there's something there, but I mean, most likely it's, most likely he's not going to. couldn't develop him. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm not, um, too optimistic that it's good, but, but I will say this, I like it. And, and (laughs) there have been, I don't want to talk too much about the last preseason game, but, there have been some fans that are like all aboard the Will Greer hype train because he played well in a preseason game. And it's third and fourth stringers. Right, exactly. And Dak even said after the game, like they were playing three coverages the whole game. And and yeah, 100% backups. So like I, Will Greer was the, the project quarterback with a high upside and, and low floor. I'll take Trey Lance over that for sure. We've got Cooper Rush, who is a very high floor but very low ceiling backup. So I I kind of like the process from that standpoint, and, and I think Cooper Rush will also probably be able to help him out. He's he's the kind of guy that like he's only here because he's sharp and very good at at the things that Trey Lance is not good at. Like that's how he's been able to survive and you know, have at least a competent, semi-competent track record in the NFL. So, yeah, I, I again, my initial impression hasn't changed that much. I, I think it was about the right value for a guy like that, but I'm not... It, it's either going to be a phenomenal trade or just, like, a, you know, a disappointing trade. It's not going to be... We didn't give up first for him. I, there, there are now. There are some factions of the Cowboys fans that are like, "This is the guy that's going to take Dak's job finally." And it's like, "Come on!" Like, <laughs> and and like, I will say this: comparing Dak to him, Dak was a guy. Like, again, stylistically, certain quarterbacks just translate quicker, but have don't have the the ceiling. Like. You know, Tom Brady immediately when he started was was pretty good, and obviously he got better. So maybe that's not a great example, but I think Dak is is a prime example of a guy who kind of showed his ceiling from the get go, and and hasn't really. I mean, you you could say he's doing more advanced things now than he was as a rookie, but he's, well, he's been pretty steady, much. right? Right, um, and I think they've. He, they kind of had him on like a baby offense initially, but but yeah, I, I think Dak is not this uber talented guy that needed a lot of development. He pretty much hit the ground running. Whereas guys like I'll be curious about Jordan Love this season because he was kind of that project guy. And and or now I I will say I think it would be it, it would not be good for our chances, but for Trey Lance's development, it would probably be good for him to just like get out there and, and get some snaps under his belt. 
Um, I mean, he got them in preseason, but like you, you look at guys like Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, who initially were kind of mess like disasters at playing quarterback, like actually throwing the ball, but they were they were able to lead semi-effective offenses because of their rushing ability. And I think Trey Lance could at the very least do that. Yeah. But again, that's only going to happen if Dak gets hurt because he he's not right. he's not at all ready and and yeah. So they're hoping he they you know I I'm sure that they're hoping that he he becomes at least as good as Dak yeah. so that they don't have to give Dak another ridiculous contract. Right. And well, I I think how Dak plays this season is going to them having Trey Lance is going to give them some leverage when it comes to the, the negotiations. Because I'm guessing... So, so here's the deal with his contract. He's got... $60 million on the books next year. Well, well, Dak. I'm, I'm talking about Trey Lance. Dak. Trey Lance wow. has two years left on his rookie deal, and then we can pick up his fifth-year option. Right. But that's going to get expensive. He's, he's very yeah. cheap for these two years. Then it's like $22 million. So uh, really, we're going to want to know what we've got in him before we cough up that fifth year option. So I, I think Oh boy, this is a wing and a prayer. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But but it I will say if it if Dak I think if Dak plays as well as I think he will this year, it's not gonna matter. He's gonna get the moon and the stars. But if he is anything but his best, the best he's ever been, I think they use that trait that you know that as a negotiation point to get either a lower dollar amount or to structure it in a way where they can get out of Dak's contract sooner than maybe he would like. So, yeah, well, a wing, he's wing win. and a prayer is about right. Yeah, I mean, you know, Dak, Dak has to win. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's been around the league for seven years now, and he hasn't I mean, even been to a championship game. Yeah, and. Um, you know, Trey Lance hasn't gotten a lot of opportunity. I don't know if that's because I don't know why that is. You know, but at least part of it is because he didn't deserve it. He's not, you know, he didn't he didn't light it on fire when he did play. Right. But um, you know, I think right away he can make up for a lot with his running ability. And like I said, this being a very you know quarterback friendly offense with a lot of weapons for him to throw to, uh, and hopefully Tony Pollard will be the same old Tony Pollard. And help him out, and hopefully that offensive line. You know, hopefully Terrence Steele is healthy again, back to 100%, and Tyron Smith can somehow stay healthy. But yeah, um, it's a um, you know, yeah, Trey Lance is a very iffy thing. I would have liked to have Troy on with us tonight. Him being a 49er fan, yeah, he probably could have been really given us the 411 on Trey Lance. I did read a quote from Kyle Shanahan where mm-hmm. he felt that 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 they kind of gave Trey Lance away. Hmm. He, you know, he implied hmm. he wanted to keep him and they didn't get a good enough investment on their return. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, maybe he was referring to the fact that they took him three overall and all they gave up, but yeah. it seemed more like he was referring to the, what he thought of Trey Lance as a, a player. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, he went to a team that was already really good. Right. So, they're, they're not going to put him on the field and miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he should have gone to a team that was really bad and could suffer with him 
for a couple right. of years because they're going to be bad that's anyway. A, that's a great point. And that was the case with both Buffalo and initially with Philly. Like they were, especially Buffalo, like they had sucked for years. And basically since Jim Kelly, so they were like, yeah, let's play the kid and see what he has. And, and you know, Philly had kind of gone down the drain since their Super Bowl. So yeah. that's, a, that's a very good point. Um, I, I don't know what San Francisco was thinking when they that that was that's hideously stupid. Well, yeah, and, and I know from ta- I don't know if you were on this episode, but from talking to Troy, I know he hated that pick when it happened, and, and I think I think he didn't mind trading up. Uh, well, I'm sure he'll be on at some point, but um, I know he wanted Justin Fields over over Lance, which which I still remember at the time that was the logical selection like it was at least to me it was it was trevor trevor lawrence was obviously the best but then after that justin fields was the second most polished quarterback and then you had kind of the jack in the boxes like could be great or could suck in trey lance and zach wilson both have sucked and then mac jones was kind of like the kirk cousins wait wait so wait a second i just want to be clear here Mm -hmm. this is year that the 49ers could have selected Micah Parsons at number three. Correct. You are oh, correct. Not, not just Micah Parsons. This was a draft that had Sertan. Jamar Chase. This was a draft that had, yeah, you're right, Jamar Chase, Patrick Sertan, J.C. Horn, uh, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, like all of these guys in the top 12 pick. Like, and that's, that's part of why it was such a... Dis- an awful trade is like all of these guys were like right after uh, Kyle Pitts is another one who I think has been a little misused, but you could argue it's why they didn't win a Super Bowl. You could, if they had taken Micah Parsons, it might've been a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, man, him and Nick Bosa, that would have been, Ooh, I'm glad that didn't happen, but, uh, yeah, we're very yeah. glad it didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that, I don't know. Was John Lynch the GM then? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he took too many head blows to the head when he played safety. Maybe. Sad that was just really. I mean, that's like a Jerry move. Yeah. Even Jerry's not that dumb anymore. Yeah. Well, even even the Eagles remember they they drafted uh, Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. Like even yeah the best GMs fuck up. But but this is definitely the worst. This is worse I think than Jalen Rager over. This would be if they traded like a bunch of first round picks. To get Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. That would be the closest equivalent. Um, All right, so let's jump into the the final Cowboys 53 roster. Um, Start off, were there, who were the guys that you didn't expect to make it that did make it? Oh, gosh. Who are the guys that didn't expect to make? I didn't expect would make the team. Okay, why don't we go through it position by position? I'll yeah. tell you who yeah, I yeah. thought was going to make the team. Okay. At quarterback, it was the three that made the team. Yeah. At running nice. back, it was the three that made the team. As far as specialist, it's the three that made the team. Now, Sig is back on the team now. Well, so put a couple- well, let me just clarify on running back. Are you including Hunter Lipke? Or is no, that separate? No, I'm con- yeah, but yeah, I did not. I guess he's being listed as a fullback. Yeah. Did not expect him to make the team. Okay, neither did I. I mean, he, neither did I. He made it. He made it because 
of what they thought about him during the draft and how much money they paid him. I mean, I know he had a good game against the Raiders, but that was against a bunch of, you know, guys who are going to be on the street. Right. I mean, right. that was, you know, and that's an interesting that's an interesting player. I was very disappointed in him because I thought, man, for years, years, I have wanted a fullback who could do something besides block. And Because yeah. for, for years, when the Cowboys even used the fullback, all they could do was block, right. if even that. And I thought, oh man, now we've got this guy. If this guy can do a little catching, a little running, and a little blocking, what a great thing! And that's obviously what they're hoping for, you know. Yeah. And that's what I'm hoping for too. But he really hasn't shown anything so far. So no, I did not expect him. Yeah. Um, I expected five receivers. I did not expect them to keep Jamal Brooks. Um, I expected Jaylen them Brooks. to keep. Huh. Jalen Brooks. Jalen yeah. Brooks. No, same, same um, for me. That's so far we're we're in alignment on what we expected. I expected them to keep four tight ends. They didn't uh-huh. keep McKean, but they did sign him to the practice squad. Mm-hmm. The five starting linemen were obvious. As right. far as the backup linemen, I expected them to keep um, the undrafted uh, Bass, the undrafted rookie. I'll, yep. hey, so I'll say his name because he's earned it. Yeah, really has. Yep. I came out of you know nowhere and put together a good camp and a good preseason. Um, The fifth round rookie, I expected them to keep. Um, I thought they would keep Farniak because they needed a small, (laughs) because he needed a center, but they, uh, you know, I thought he would be practiced, you know, he would, he would make the roster, but they didn't even keep him on the practice squad. They went out and got a couple other guys, uh, one veteran. And um, I think they kept Brock Hoffman on the practice squad. They got a guy yeah, named Harlow. So. They, they didn't. The guy that I was surprised. Well, let, let's go through the 53 and then, then we can break down the practice squad. Because okay. there are a few guys that I was surprised we didn't bring on the practice squad. But Josh, yeah. Josh Ball got injured, so mm-hmm. I knew he wasn't, you know, he wasn't going to make it. Um, Abdullah, he's now on the team. I figured he would be. Uh, well, let's go. I thought they would put him on the practice squad, but they put him on IR. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as defensive line, it fell exactly as I thought, except that they kept Neville Gallimore, who I did not think that they would keep. Yeah. At linebacker, I thought they would keep Jabril Cox. They did not, mm-hmm. and they lost him. They can't even put him on the practice squad. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know what the whole thing is with Jabril Cox. Um, in the secondary, um, they kept Nation Wright, who I thought – would be gone and should be gone, but they've kept him. They put him on IR, so he's not taking up a roster spot right now. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. And let's see. I, they've got Goodwin on the um, practice squad right now. I guess he'll be called up for game days. Um, and they kept all the safeties that I thought they would. Uh, I, I kind of considered Mumalu. Um, guy that they would move the corner and I think they might but they kept what are basically six safeties you know with the idea that Mulamalu could play corner and then one of the safeties and I read it's going to be Bell is going to be their fourth linebacker really yeah yeah that's... so the safety thing fell the way I, I thought it would and the cornerback thing fell the way it did the one thing nobody saw coming I thought Calvin Joseph would make the team um, yeah, yeah, we didn't talk about that. We didn't see that. We, yeah, we didn't see that trade coming. I don't know anything. I don't know. I shouldn't. Say, I, don't, I don't know much about the new guy. I don't even know how to say his name. But 
he's a lot like Trey Lance, and that so far he's been first round bust. Yeah. Yeah, Noah Igbenogin. Um, I want to see if I can find this this uh, chart that someone, one of these Cowboys beat writers, put together, which which pretty much tells it all. It, it essentially it's like here's where this guy ranks amongst his peers in measurables, and here's where he ranks among his peers in like coverage stats by PFF. And it's like, you know, he, he's very athletic, good measurables, you know, above average in most things. His actual performance is like atrocious. It's like under 10%. There, there's one metric where he's zero percent in the zero percentile, believe it or not. Um, he, now he hasn't gotten a lot of playing time, not surprisingly, uh, but yeah, I think this is. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's played terribly so far. He hasn't played a ton of snaps. He's he's played, I think he had like two hundred snaps last year. Um, yeah, I, the, the only thing I can I can think because yeah, I mean Kelvin Joseph. If we're going off of the the uh the noah or not the opposite of noah brown the the uh deron bland scale of evaluating preseason where it only matters if you do it consistently you do if, if a guy performs every single game that's enough to maybe make you change your mind on them kelvin joseph did that kelvin joseph played well in every single preseason game in the slot yeah, and plus he's he's a good special teams player. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that one didn't make a lot of sense. I, you know, this guy I don't think has the off field issues, so that might have been a part of it. But the the only thing I can think of to make any sense of it is that Dan Quinn has got to see something in this guy that the Dolphins failed to tap into some some kind of trait, and he's probably he long. You know, let me. I, I want to say he's he's only like. No, let me let me see. I, I thought he's like five eleven. Yeah, five eleven, one ninety seven. Oh. So not super. Doesn't meet the criteria. Right, right. I mean, he's he's an athletic freak. That's the that's the thing. But Can't play he's football. just he hasn't been able to play football at all. Yeah, and and it's not even you. Know, at least Kelvin Joseph showed. Uh, glimpses of this preseason Noah hasn't even done that in 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 any preseason game he's just been he's been a dis disaster so far who knows yeah you know, I I also thought Jay Ron curse was not a good good signing and, and Dan Quinn has turned him into a pretty good player so who knows but on paper and, and just based on the track record I, I don't love that trade. <laughs> no, I, I unless there's something more to the Calvin Joseph story, because God only knows what's, you know, what's going on in his life um, or in his head. But no, I thought he played well in the preseason, and he's a good special teams player. So I right now be opposed to this, you know, opposed to this trade. Um, so so I, 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 I just I, I think I just think if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, you go out and you get proven guys. You don't act like you're you, you know you're 
developing a team like it's like a farm team. Yeah. They're making moves that like this is a farm team or a team that was, you know, three and 14 last year. Yeah. And you weren't going to, I don't think we were going to get anyone better than Kelvin Joseph if we traded him, but, but just keep Kelvin Joseph. And unless it fi- yeah. we find out that like he, he murdered someone and, and the Dolphins didn't realize it, like, you know, I, I just can't, can't get, understand it. And I did find the chart. So, so I'll just run through it real quick. So in total PFF coverage grade, he is in the first percentile. Coverage grade with no pressure, 7th percentile. Coverage grade on passes, uh, what is this, over 3 seconds, 5th percentile. Coverage grade in single coverage, 4th percentile. Coverage grade on outside cornerback, 1st percentile. And it's the coverage grade in slot, where he's, he, he's in the 0 percentile. The one where he's outside, where he's, his best thing is forced incompletion percentage, where he is in the 10th percentile. Um, from a trait standpoint, he, he was above average in everything except height and the 20-yard dash. And, you know, vertical jump, he's explosive. Um, but, yeah, yeah, as far as actually playing in the NFL, not so hot. So, yeah, just... Summarizing the the fifty three, I I had it almost identical to yours. It sounds like I had us keeping. Did, did you have us keeping Devin Harper? Devin Harper yeah. in addition to Cox. Okay, so yeah. I had it flipped. I, I had it Cox over Devin Harper. I had us only carrying five cornerbacks. Speak. I I didn't have us carrying Eric Scott which maybe that was a little naive knowing Dan Quinn loves him. I I did not. I mean, the only one that totally floored me, like almost every other one made sense. What wasn't shocking, but Nashawn Wright, how is he still on the team? Like, does he have nude pictures of the whole Jones family or some weird ritual, some blackmail? Like, the only explanation for him still being on the team is that he was a third round pick and he shouldn't have been, he should have been a right. seventh round pick at best. Well, we called it with Calvin Joseph and nation, right? As soon as it happened, yeah. we said, no way. Yeah. And now they've given up on Calvin Joseph and uh nation, right? Um, he should continues have to <laughs> flounder, you know, being not just mediocre, but bad. Yeah. And, and then and, he's hurt. And it's one thing with this guy Noah Iggy Iggy Bigonkin. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Noah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, let's just yeah. call him that until he. Uh, at least he has the excuse that he played in a in a maybe a man heavy scheme or, or whatever it's a, some scheme that wasn't sued for his talents. Nation Wright has been in Dan Quinn's system and has not amounted to anything. Under argue, one of the best defensive coaches in football. So I didn't like that, and I didn't understand. I still don't understand it. But the rest, the rest of them made sense. The the ones that I didn't get were, like I said, Eric Scott, Devin Harper. I thought we'd keep Cox. I think I got all of the defensive linemen. I, although I did want us to keep Land, even though I I figured we wouldn't. 
and, and uh, he's gotten yeah, scooped I, up. I wanted him to stick around, too. I didn't think he would, yep. but I wanted him to stick around. I had him listed as a linebacker. I initially had him making the roster, but then I thought, no, nah, you know what? They're not going to – they're going to give it to Scott instead. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, and I can kind of understand Scott, but Nishan Wright over guys like Land yeah. over – so – and then, yeah, Hunter Lipke, I had him not making the team. I had Sean McKeon making the team, didn't have Brooks. And on the O-line, I, I also had Farniok. And and right now, we don't have a center besides Tyler Biotish. No, not on the not on the 53-man roster. There's two on Correct. the practice squad. Who's the other besides Hoffman? Harlow. They got a guy in Harlow from um, uh, the Giants, and I think he played with Atlanta, too. He's been around about okay. seven years. Okay. I haven't looked him up at all, but that's interesting. Okay. I mean, that's somebody that, you know, they would have to move up for game day. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look him up real quick. Um, I'm happy about Bass making a team. I thought, you know, he was a pleasant, you know, pleasant. Um, well, I mean, we thought highly of him, I think, coming out as a – a rookie undrafted free agents, but uh, yeah. he's, he's done well and he's earned his spot on the team. Uh, Richards, um, I think he earned a spot on the team as well. If he could play guard and tackle, then uh, yeah. great. All the more. And, um, you know, um, Abdullah, we'll see, we'll find out about him. Well, yeah. that goes on IR. But, um, you know, they, they're taking some chances. Yeah. Yeah, Sean. Okay, so Sean Harlow. Um, yeah, I. The like I said, the, the only one that really floored me was Nashon Wright. I can can understand, but yeah, I mean, the most exci- So the, the the worst part of the news was was Nashon Wright making the team. And then, and also, you know, the fact that Land and Jabril Cox got scooped up. And, yeah. and they said that as soon as they cut Jabril Cox, they said that he was, um, that the Cowboys were targeting him for the practice squad. I, that one seems like it could be one of these you know, guys that we let walk, like a Mike Jackson or uh, Charvarius Ward, who, for what, or, or uh, Ridgeway last year, who yeah. turns out to be a player, like, like that, and it would be so frustrating in this case, because, like, everyone thinks he's good, like, every pundit thought he was pretty solid, and and when he has played, he played fairly well in preseason. Not phenomenal. I wouldn't put him in the in in the uh, having earned the Duran Bland Award, but certainly respectably. Like not not to make you think that he's suddenly that that he's a total bust. And I hope he doesn't succeed for Washington for our sake. But that just. That one seems like it could it could end badly for look or look badly for us in not so distant future. Um, so this guy Harlow is yeah not not great. 
Um, he, he played 441 snaps in 2021. That was, it's looking like, maybe his best season, where he graded at a 55 overall. And then last year, he, he played a little bit less. He was more like 200 snaps and graded at a 40-something, 40 43. So, yeah, nothing to get excited about. Um uh, I, honestly, the guy that I so so let's talk about the practice squad now. So, the guy that I expected us and and was kind of looking forward to us keeping on the practice squad, Alec Lindstrom. We we did not. It looks like you know we got Malik Jefferson back, Josh Butler, who who I actually I think from just if you took away their where they were drafted and, and the Dan Quinn fields, I think Josh Butler was more deserving than Eric Scott. So I'm glad we kept him. Tyron Johnson, Darrell Johnson, Princeton fan, Tyrus Wheat. I, I do. I, I liked him a lot coming out as a undrafted free agent. So I'm glad we got him. Sean McKeon back. Uh, Sheldon Redwine, CJ Goodwin. And then Brock Hoffman, I not a fan of his. They kept uh, the tackle, right? The Taylor Prylu. Yes, I, I do like him. We got kept him and Earl Bostic. I liked Taylor Prylu better based on how he he played. So, but but yeah, I'm, I'm glad we kept both of them. Jalen Cropper, who I liked as an undrafted free agent, glad we got to keep him. Malik Davis, I, I'm kind of eh, on, but. Sure. But yeah, Isaiah Land, that's the that and Jabril Cox. Land going to the Colts, Jabril Cox going to the Commanders. Like and this this is one of these kind of things where for the most part the team seems to think things through and, and like do a good job, but how did you think that Nation if you wanted to re-sign Jabril Cox and especially Land, who's a rookie and showed out in preseason. Like, he he was arguably in that Duran Bland category this year. I, I would say TJ Bass, for sure. Like, he, he every single game graded out as, like, a 79 to 83 as a pass blocker for PFF. Like, great job from him. Kelvin Joseph, like I mentioned. And then Land was right up there with those two. The fact, like, how, how do you not see a team picking him up? Compare him to Nation Wright. Who's going to pick up Nation Wright if you no. let him? We we absolutely get him back on the practice squad if we wanted him. Right. Like that. Oh, I don't think anybody no would have picked up Jalen Brooks. Ah, uh, I think he would be more likely just as a rookie than I. I, I would. Why they keep Neville Gallimore? See, now that would be one where I think we could have probably gotten him. I, I'm guessing with Gallimore, and I did predict we would keep Gallimore. I think it's just the position. We're, we're It's just a position of weakness. Especially. 11 defensive linemen. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, especially with how... Because Gallimore can kind of slide into to one tech. He's not going to be who you want in a run 
down, but he has a little bit of flexibility. And and for what it's worth, he's played he played fairly well in preseason, especially in the first game. Definitely not as consistent as the, as the other guys, but not terrible. He's still relatively cheap. I can understand Neville Gallimore making the team, but but to your point, if we had let if we had cut him, I think there was a much lower chance that he would have gotten picked up than than Land. Yeah, I think. Well, we like Land, and we fear that he's going to be another Ridgeway or Ward. Yeah, you know, somebody that, like yeah. you said, we just gave away Ridgeway. They really could have used last year. That was mm-hmm. just stupid, and um, you know, I, I just I, I, I was big on Neville Gallimore when they drafted him. Mm-hmm. I haven't been big on him since his rookie season. I think he's a waste waste of uh, energy and waste of money that could have freed up some more money out of the cap by getting rid of them. Um, I, I have no idea why they kept 11 guys. And the other guy, he barely showed anything in camp. The fourth the round Hoka? pick. Yeah. 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 If, if you're, again, same, same as Josh Butler versus Eric Scott, I think if you're taking draft position and initial impressions going into the draft if you're taking that out and you're just looking at it on performance in the preseason it's not even close you you obviously would go with land over Fahoko and I think you would go with Josh Butler over Scott but obviously we we do take into account where they were taken and is is what it is but yeah, so yeah, I think that pretty much pretty much covers the uh, the final fifty three. I I just really this guy Harlow doesn't. But yeah, my big takeaway is like, what are we gonna do with center? Because and maybe Harlow is it. I I would rather him. I think than Brock Hoffman. I I just think Brock Hoffman doesn't even deserve to be on the practice squad is is what I've, I'm thinking. But as long as he does maybe not they, end up... Maybe they up... could bring back Ezekiel Elliott and let him play center. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you look at the pictures in Patriots camp. Fran, yeah. he, he's getting big. Maybe he just needs to eat a little more and, and he'll be Well, ready. you remember how well he played at center on the last play against San Francisco right, last year in the right. playoffs. He's prepared. He's got that, yeah. got yeah. that rep. He's used to falling on his ass. <laughs> Yeah, but I still think we need to, at the very minimum, bring in a center. I I, I don't know if, if we'd be able to get better than Harlow, but I still want to bring in Jason Peters. I, 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 at this point, I would feel okay about Tyler Bass or TJ Bass. At, at guard, I, I think he could. I think he could be Connor McGovern. Connor uh-huh. McGovern last year was a, a solid pass blocker, not a very good run blocker, and and that's how T.J. Bass played in the preseason. I I don't feel great about really any of the other backups though, and I would feel great about. I would feel very comfortable with Jason Peters playing either the tackle spots or either the guard spots 
in a pinch. And then it's just a matter of center. If, if this guy Harlow is the best we can get, I'd rather him than Brock Hoffman, but I, I hope there's a better option out there. Maybe maybe we have would have to... I mean, hopefully Tyler Biage stays healthy. That's that's all I'm... Oh, I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm looking at this, and I'm, you know, we still don't have a proven backup running back, and we've got a Tony Pollard who we haven't seen. Yeah. And I'll tell you the truth, I, I have a bad feeling about this season. I have, a, I, I have a worry that Dak's going to get hurt, or Dak's going to self-destruct, um, or that Tony Pollard's not going to be the same Tony Pollard, and that this could be a bad season for us. Um, I really hope that's not the case, but I, I do have that feeling. It would not surprise me to see this see this season go down the shitter. Um, but there's no you know there's no real proven backup at running back. Um, there's no real proven guy at wide receiver. Um, no, starting tight end, your left guard. You know I think they'd be better off with a, a proven good proven veteran there and let Tyler Smith play left tackle and let Tyron Smith be the swing tackle. Yeah. Um, agree. And linebacker. I, I still, I, I can't believe you only carry three true linebackers. I had never heard of that. Yeah. Um, that's just, that's just ridiculous. I, I think they especially when the guys are real cocks. Yeah. I, I think they, they view bell and maybe a little bit curse as, you know, all but linebackers. I, I think that's the reason they're only paying. I mean, that shows shows you how big the loss of the Overshawn was. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think they're looking at Bell to replace Overshawn's role. Well, that's yeah. I don't think Bell has that much size and strength. Yeah, yeah, he's you know, he's not going to be Overshawn. I don't think, but so. My, I, I'm not too worried about running back. I, I got to say that. I I think that Dowdle is going to play the Zeke role. I think he showed an ability to pass, protect, and run more effectively than Zeke. And then Deuce Vaughn, I think, is going to be great in certain situations. You know, you just don't ask him to pass block and, and you'll be good. Um <laughs> And, and I, but you know, it's it's fair to say Pollard coming back from the injury. But but every report I've heard and and from what I've seen, it seems like he's back to full health. I, I'm I it's a hundred percent the O line for me that that makes me nervous. That and the and the change in play calling. I'm I'm feeling a little better about it, but it's still until you see it in the games, you just don't know. How? Maybe they should let Dak call his own place, like he did. He call them in the Raiders game. Yeah, if you could force the other team to only run three coverages the whole game, <laughs> that that would probably work out a lot better. But um, well, yeah, I, th- I think um, that's about all I got for this week. But next week will be our last podcast before the regular season, I believe. Right. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. We get to talk about Cowboys Giants, which which I know already is uh, is going to be an interesting game and, and an interesting two teams to talk about. 
But um, but yeah, thanks for, for tuning into this one, and uh, we will see you next week.